Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Praise the Lord. I want to thank you for tuning in today for the healing deliverance service with the Evangelist King. You know, dear heart, again, as you always hear me say, it's God's will that we be totally, totally set free so that we can worship our Heavenly Father in spirit and in truth. Today I'm going to talk about don't be afraid, just keep trusting. But before we get into that message, I want to, to pray. So Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity that you have given us once again to come together in unity of your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, you say in your word that where there are two, three or more gathered together, and you specifically gave a number, two to three or more, it tells us that there's times that it will be many people, there's times that it will be only a few. In either case, Father, you let us know that you are right here with us. And we thank you for your loving grace and your loving mercy. Father, we realize and know that your presence doesn't necessarily reign within a crowd, even though it will, but it's not required. All you ask is to come together in unity of your Son, Jesus Christ. And if we remind you of your word, which you have already spoken to us, you would do it. Father, you tell us many times in your word to keep trusting, keep believing, and we have chosen to do that, Father. Our aim is only to please you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, I pray for those who you have touched their hearts to come out and be a part of this service, Father. Realize and know that the enemy do not want them to be totally free. Do not want them to be connected with those whom you have chosen and appointed and anointed to come against his kingdom. He works overnight, over time, because he is the accuser of the brethren and convincing those not to connect with your anointed Father, I thank you that your will shall be done upon this earth. Father, I pray for them that who desire to be part of this service and they are viewing the archive of the service. In their heart, they say, I wish I could be there. If I were just a little closer, I will be there. Father, we know that there's no such thing as distance in the spirit. Even right where they are right now as they watch this rebroadcast message, Father, and listen to this prayer. Touch their hearts, Father. Father, search their mind, search their will, their emotions in their body right now. And if there be any unclean thing within them, Father, rid them from it. Even the ones that I hear, Father, right now, Father, I ask you to search each and every one of us right now, Father, who's in this room. If there is any unpleasant thing that is within us, Father, rid us from it. For we want to be pleasing in your eyesight. As you mentioned to me yesterday, you're not coming back for a house that is filled with snakes, spirit snakes. But you're coming back for a temple, a house that is clean, swept clean 
filled by your Holy Spirit, only occupied by your Spirit, Father. Father, I thank you that you refuse to leave us in the condition that we are in. I thank you, Father, for your loving grace and your loving mercy. I thank you, Father, because you are the author and the finisher of our faith. You know what it takes to complete our faith to perfection. Father, I thank you for giving us the grace to endure all things, the things that you allow us to go through on this earth, the hard times, the hard circumstances that you allow to happen to us. Father, I thank you for giving us the grace and the strength, your strength, to endure those things. Because it's by your spirit, not by our power, not by our strength, but it's by your spirit, Father, that we're able to do all things. We're able to come out as pure gold, Father. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for everything that you do in our life and that you allow to happen in our life because we know it's for our good which is it perfects our trust and our faith in you. Father, we thank you. And we give you all the praise and glory. And once again, Father, I pray for those that you have touched their heart. You have told them to come out to the hills of living service held by the children's mind. But the enemy buys them, calls every little circumstance to go totally the opposite way they want to go and it keeps them from obeying you. Father, I ask you to give us a zeal. Give us our zeal back, Father. A zeal for you, Father, that we do whatever it takes to obey your leading of your Holy Spirit. To obey your instruction, Father. Help us to always be ready and willing and obedient to do your will, Father.
Your presence amazes me. Your glory surrounds me when I walk through. I feel your arms around me. To think how great Someone like me, it's your mercy and grace. It's your mercy and grace. It's your mercy and grace. You will be. I marvel at your greatness, your incredible faithfulness to meet you in this unexpected place. It seems though I can see you face to face, your presence amazes me. Delightful toward 
time to come against the enemy, he's totally different. That is when he's stern. That is when he's not so kind. Why? Because he comes against the kingdom of darkness. Jesus' presence amazes me. Again, when he is in you and I, we will amaze others. Why? Because it's Christ in us, the hope of the Lord. Christ Jesus is our hope. According to Mark 5, verse 21, it says, Jesus crossed in the boat to the other side of the lake, and a great crowd gathered around him. Can you just imagine Jesus upon this land? Wherever he went, there always was a crowd because he amazed, he, he amazes. When he speaks, the words that come forth out of him calms you because he, he is peace. Jesus do not have peace, dear Lord. We have peace. Jesus is peace. That's who he is. Can you imagine being around a child of God whenever you are around a child of God? It's supposed to feel peaceful. Why? Because Jesus is living in and through them by his spirit. So the crowd gather around him to listen to his words. His words, he always spoke of the kingdom of God. He always introduced us to his heavenly father. Jesus never talked about his troubles. Mm. The Lord just said he never talked about his troubles. He did not. He never talked about how Satan was coming against him. How Satan even appeared to him. He never talked about that. But he always talked about his father, kingdom, the kingdom of God. So that's an example for you and I. We need to watch our conversation. Watch our conversation. I get many delivery requests from all around the world. They are in need. And Jesus, what I do, those who I do call back, God sets them free. But then there are those who don't stay submitted to God. They go out and start talking about what the devil is doing. As I was sharing with a young lady on yesterday, when you always talk about what the devil is doing, you are magnifying him. Notice Jesus never talked about what the devil did his kingdom. That's the devil in his kingdom. That's what he do. Jesus never talked about that. And as the Lord had me to tell this young lady, every time you talk about what the devil is doing to you, you are magnifying him. And when you magnify him, he gets closer and closer to you. Just like a magnifying glass. It brings objects closer to you. So when you magnify the devil, which is magnify his works, you bring him closer and closer to you, and when he gets so close, he's going to jump right in you. Again, Jesus didn't talk about what the devil done. And we know the devil done a lot to Jesus. Constantly, day and night, accuse him, falsely accuse him of wrongdoing that he never done. But you didn't ever hear Jesus gather his disciple and the people around him and tell them what the devil is doing to him. So Jesus only talked of his heavenly father. Introduce us to our heavenly father, the kingdom of God. And as Jesus did that, they felt that peace, that calmness. And that's why people always flock to him and gather around him to hear him. 
22, it says, There came to him a synagogue official. Jairus by name, who fell at his feet. See, Jairus believed that the Father sent Jesus. Jairus believed the anointing that the Father God put on Jesus' life. Jairus believed in the anointing upon Jesus, and he fell at his feet. And Jairus said, with desperate, desperately pleaded, which he didn't have to. All he had to do was just add. But he did. He desperately pleaded. Jesus so lovingly, we desperately plead things. He'll listen. He'll say, my child, you don't have to plead. Be unto your according to your faith. But if just in case we desperately plead unto him, He'll still receive us. He wouldn't say, go away. I don't want to be bothered with you. That's not our Lord. That's not his personality. That's not his attitude. And when the Holy Spirit is in us, it will not be our personality nor our attitude. So Jairus so Jer said to the Lord, he said, my little daughter is at the point of death. He said, please come and lay your hands on her so that she would get well and live. See, Jairus' faith was in Jesus coming to his house and place his hands on his daughter so she could be made well and live. That was his faith. Jesus said, be acquainted your faith. That was his faith that Jesus would come Put your hands on my door. There's nothing wrong with that. You asking a servant of God to come and lay their hands upon you and pray. That's where your faith is. As you continue to read throughout scripture, you will see how people of faith act differently. Like the centurion, he told Jesus, you don't have to come and lay your hand on my servant. You just speak the word. That was his faith. Jesus said, be according to your faith. There's nothing wrong with either one. It's your faith. So Jerry's faith was that the Lord come and lay your hands upon my daughter. I believe in the anointing on your life. I believe God the Father sent you. I believe that you are of him. Just come and lay your hands on her and speak, and she will be healed. She will be healed. Scripture said Jesus, he went with him. See, Jesus went with him. Dear Lord, faith is what gets Jesus' attention. Not us going through our problems and pleading, begging him, help me in my problems. That don't get Jesus' attention. It's faith, trust in his word, trust in him, because he is the living word. It gets his attention. So you want to get Jesus' attention, you must believe and trust in his word. Don't go by what you're going through. If I went by what I'm going through, girl, I wouldn't be standing up here today. You wouldn't be seeing me on this camera for those of you who are viewing on our internet program. You wouldn't be seeing me. No, dear heart. It's simply trusting in him, believing that he is who he say he is. Believing that he cares for you. Believing that he will never let anything harm you. Believing that this little brief period of trial testing that you're going through, it ain't going to last forever. It's going to blow over. So when it blow over, he wants you to be found standing. Standing in his word. Trusting and believing in him. Now remember the day's title is Don't Be Afraid. 
Just keep trusting. Regardless of what you're going through, don't be afraid. Just keep, keep on trusting. But if it's king, I'm going through this. Dear heart, just keep trusting. Again, Jesus didn't talk about what he was going through. He talked about his father's kingdom. He magnified his heavenly father. He glorified him. These are the people that you want to associate yourself with. People who always talk about what God talks about. Now people always talk about their problem because you're sitting there listening to people talk about their problem. You're going to feel just, you're going to be feel like you drained of your physical strength and your spiritual strength. You have no energy. You really get a headache. Headache. It'd be like your head is just swimming around. You're like, what is wrong with me? That's because when they talk about their troubles, their problems, they are magnifying Satan. And when you magnify him, you draw him to you. And Satan ain't nothing but trouble. He has no peace. He has no joy. He has no hope. He, 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 he feels miserable. He's doom and gloom. I mean, oof. Just a lucky feeling. That is the presence of Satan. So we need to watch our conversation and watch our friend conversations. If their conversation does not draw Jesus to themselves or to you, then you have to separate yourself from them. So again, the scripture say 24 that he went with Jairus. And as he went, a large crowd followed, pressing all around him. Pressing all around him. Praise the living God. The people was hungry. They was hungry for truth. They never met anyone like Jesus before, speaking words of life. Speaking words that gave them life. Not words that, that always caused them to feel like they're dying, but speak words of life. You know, those are the people that Satan don't want you to be around. He'll do everything in his power to keep you from connecting with such people. People who speak life. Now, who is life? Christ Jesus is life. He's the life. He's the way. He's the truth. So Satan aiming can keep you separated from people like that. Not hold no conversation. Not to fellowship with them. He'll work all kinds of words to keep you from them. But those who you don't need to be around, he'll, he'll make a way for it, make it easy. He won't try to stop it. Matter of fact, he will just open, he'll just make the path clear for you to go that wrong direction, connect yourself with the wrong people. And all the while you dying on the inside. You feel that void, you feel that lack. You're like, why can I get around them? Do I feel this way? Because they don't speak life. The word of life is Christ Jesus. Praise the living God. Now I'm going to skip all the way down to verse 35. You can read the rest of that story in your spare time. He said, while he, Jesus, was still speaking, Again, people from the synagogue of officials' house came saying, Your daughter has died. See, by this time, Jesus had already went to Jairus' house. He already went to Jairus' house. See, Jesus knew that was the will of the Father for him to go to Jairus' house, for the Father to be magnified, to be glorified. Jesus' aim only was to magnify our Heavenly Father. So when Jesus went there, that's why he got there. The word had already gone out that Jairus' daughter had died because when he went to Jesus, she was just really sick. But in the meantime, she had died. The little girl did die. So according to the people, of course, they're going by what they see. We all go by what we see. That's what we mess up. We 
go by what we see instead of going by what Jesus sees. Trusting and believing him. So Jairus believed. Now he believed that the Lord. Now the Lord just said, remember what Jairus asked him. He said, Lord, come and lay your hands upon my little girl so she can get well and live. He, he asked you that. Jesus said, and I'm ready. Jesus said, okay. So that meant that that little girl was not going to die. She was going to get well. God going to heal her. She was going to live. She said, okay. But before Jared could get to the house, in the natural, the little girl had died. Little girl had died in the natural. That's what people saw in the natural. And before he can even get to the house, the word of God out, your daughter is dead. Why do you think Satan sent him that word? To destroy his faith, his trust in the anointed one. Why do you think your friends talk about a man or woman of God? That you know that God had called and anointed appointed. But you have a tendency to listen to the devil through them. That really accusation, oh, evangelist king, she's not a woman of God. There's something about her just ain't right, girl. You know why Satan is bringing you those words? So that you would not believe in the anointing upon evangelist king's life. Just like Satan sent cherish that word to destroy his faith and trust in Jesus and not believing in the anointing that the Father had placed upon him. So that by him not believing, he could not receive. Because when you reject God's servant, you have rejected God. Be careful, dear, of your so-called friends. Especially when you know for surety that men are one of God shows few in their life in serving God. Every time you get around, every time you talk to them, they lead you not to themselves, but they lead you to Jesus Christ. But you still listen to that blind devil through that so-called friend. Devil dropped a little seed in your mind. Who finished king? not what you think. And that seed is there. And that seed, by that seed still being there, it's just waiting for opportune time to be watered so it can grow in you and sprout out. And this thing you know you cut completely loose from the evangelist king. And see, that's what the devil wanted to do to Jairus. But According to the word of God here, Jesus did not allow. Because here it says again, while he was still speaking, people from the synagogue officials house came saying, Your daughter has died. Why bother the rabbi any longer? You know, be careful, dear heart. You have, sometimes you be around people who need to be delivered. And they say that they had gotten delivered, but for their due to their carelessness, they lost it. And they say, well, I was prayed for too. I was fine at first, but later on, next thing you know, that devil came back. Who do you think is saying those words? That is the evil one, trying to destroy your trust. Your faith in God. You got to remember now, that person was not obedient to the Lord. They did not submit their life to the Lord in maintaining their deliverance. So why are you going to let the devil through them cause you not to believe that Jesus Christ has set you free or he will set you free? That's why the devil told Jairus, don't bother Rabbi any longer. In other words, don't bother Jesus any in the, in the longer. No. Jesus said, you asked of me, come. Call upon me, I will answer. Jesus said, don't bother me. He didn't say that. That's the devil. You never base what God can do for you 
offer what he, what you think, or the person think that he didn't do for them. You got remember now, they have their will to obey him or not to obey them. Or obey him. Be careful about that, dear Lord. That's why Jesus, verse 36 said, Jesus said, oh yeah, I read from the complete Jewish Bible for those of you who are wondering why what I'm saying sounds a little different. Verse 36 said, ignoring what they have said, that's Jesus. So, <laughs> he, he is our example. So we must ignore what people say. Anytime the devil to someone trying to hinder your trust, your faith in God, and how did he hinder your trust and faith in God is causing you to doubt the servant of God. The one that God uses when you, a lot of you say, well, I don't doubt God. Yes, you do. But you do it indirectly by doubting God's servant. When you doubt the vessel that God used, who he has anointed appointed, you are doubting him. Praise the living God. Now remember these people would tell, these people that had gathered themselves in John house, they believed in God. They didn't believe in Jesus. They didn't believe in the Father's servant, the one he had chosen. Again, Jesus said he ignored them. Jesus ignored them. So they tell us that we have to ignore Satan when he works through people like that. You know, I had people who come to him delivering service and they go back home and start sharing with family and friends, especially friends. And Satan has convinced those friends that I'm not even of God. He even took, even, even, Talk, even went to their leaders and, and uh, talked to their leaders about me and the leaders said, oh, she's not of God. God ain't called you to go down there. <laughs> and they sat there and believed it. So therefore, Satan threw that little nugget in them where they don't believe in the anointing upon my mind. But then, then the, the one who do, they have a tendency, a tendency Satan threw them to throw out a nugget of discouragement and doubt, unbelief and doubt to get that person. You need to stop going down there. <laughs> you know, we better be careful. We better do like Jesus did and ignore Satan through people like that. Praise the living God. <clears throat> scripture also say that Jesus said, you know, Scripture said Jesus ignored what they said, but he looked at Jairus because he felt Jairus' faith was beginning to be weakened by what they said, your daughter is dead. Forgetting what Jesus, how Jesus answered him when Jairus said, come to my house and put your hands upon my daughter, pray for her that she may get well and live. Jesus said, okay, that meant she was going to live. She would get better and live. He forgot all about that. When people read him talking about your daughter's dead, because they're looking in the natural. So, so Jesus knew that Jairus' faith was weakening due to what those so-called friends of his were saying. So Jesus looked right at Jairus and said, don't be afraid, just keep trusting. So I'm going to tell you today, dear heart, in spite of what people say, remember Satan threw them. If they're not saying what Jesus has already said, ignore them and just keep trusting the Lord. They, they look, people, Satan through people looks on these circumstances. They see what's going on in the natural. They can't see what's going on in the spirit. Jesus has heard you. He has already answered you. It's a done deal. So Jesus said, don't be afraid. Why he said don't be afraid? Because what you see in the natural realm put fear in you. 
because things are not working out the way that you want them to work out. So that's what's causing the fear. And Satan is the really the author of fear. He causes fear. So Jesus said, don't be afraid. Stop it. Just keep on trusting. See, Jairus already was trusting. So the Lord saying, just keep trusting. So the Lord is telling you and I today, just keep trusting. Stop being afraid. Keep trusting. Keep your mind on him. No matter what is going on in your life, no matter what, it just don't matter. Don't take your eyes off Jesus. Just keep trusting. When people around you begin to say things as to why you're going through what you're going through, the Lord said, ignore them and just keep trusting him. <clears throat> keep trusting. Dear heart, this is a battle. And Satan is after our trust, our faith in God. He's after our trust and faith in God. Why do you think every time something happens that's contrary to our will, the first thing Satan tries to plant in us is to accuse us that God, accuse God that he doesn't care for us. That's the first thing Satan does is to accuse to us that God don't care. And that is so not true. And the Lord is standing right there looking to see. You don't like them watching you to see if you're going to keep trusting. Because remember, it's faith. Only faith or trust is the same that pleads Him. Glory to His holy name. But dear Lord, again, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Do like Jesus did. Ignore those who Satan who allow Satan to use the memory of their body, their tongue, their mouth, to speak words of discouragement, hopeless words, because that's who he is. Magnify the Lord thy God. As you magnify the Lord, you draw God closer to you every time you magnify the Lord. But when you're not magnifying the Lord and magnifying Satan, Satan will come closer. And we do not want him closer to us. Because his intention is only to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Praise the living God. You know, I pray that God continue to keep you, to keep you tightly wrapped in him. And you stay wrapped and tightly tucked in him. You know, our daughter had her baby, she got a little girl. And um, sometimes, you know, she used to be in swallow, swallow, <laughs> tightly tucked in. It gives her comfort. Well, the Lord does us like that. But then there's time where she start kicking. And next thing you know, she unswallowed herself. And then she feel like she's exposed, you know, like she ain't protected. So sometimes that's how we do the Lord. We like, you know, want to, want to do what we want to do and we just squirm and squirm and think, you know, we're loose and we just walk right on the way. And how we do that is when we take our faith off, take our eyes off Him. We fail to just trust Him. Let's trust Him. You know, the Lord told us that we're going to have problems. We're going to have troubles. Many of them, the Lord said, because this world is not our home. This world is not our home. But he said, I will deliver you out of the mall. That's the good part. I will deliver you out of the mall. And he does. He does. But we have to believe him and trust him. Praise his holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in Jesus' name, I just thank you for this opportunity to minister your truth to your dear children. 
Father, I thank you for giving us revelation of your word. As we listen to your word, you have given us more revelation into your word. And we say thank you. We thank you, Father, for perfecting our faith, our trust in you. Even though we don't agree with how you do it, but we know you know what you're doing, Father. It's not our will be done, but it's your will be done in our life. And we have come to accept that, Father. Father, we give you everything we have, even our will. Father, we thank you for giving us the strength to endure and bear all things. All things, Father, and continue to put your love in us one toward another. Even our enemy, Father, we thank you for placing love in our heart for our enemy, for those who speak evil of our name, of us, Father. We thank you for your love. Because as you have mercy upon us, we have mercy upon them. As you give us grace, we give them grace, Father. Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Now, Father, I ask you for everyone right now in this room, Father, I ask you to search their heart. Father, there are any unbelief and doubt in them right now, Father, by your spirit. Move it completely out in Jesus' name. Heal their mind, Father. Heal their mind, Father, where the enemy has went in their mind and broken up their mind, their pieces of their mind scattered everywhere, Father. Ask you to amend their mind back together in, in your word, Father. Heal their will, their emotions, and their body, Father. Father, I thank you, Father, even in their circumstances that the enemy has worked in their circumstances, Father. By the fire of the Holy Ghost, let the fire of the Holy Ghost burn, burn every illegal hand that is in their affairs, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, the things that the enemy has stolen from your child, right now, Father, by your spirit, burn, 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 burn that spirit, Father, that had lied on your child, Father. Father, restore back your child what they have lost and that was illegally taken from them, Father. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for letting justice prevail in their situation right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. There is peace in Jesus. child of God because where we go our aim is to make peace and be at peace one with another 
not with the devil now, but with one another. Praise the living God. I want to uh, thank you, those who sacrificed to come out today. I want to thank you, and I want to let you know that God already answered your prayer. You hear me, Dory? God has already done it. Um, the prayer that I prayed, it was for you. It's done in Jesus' name. Every lie that the enemy has spoken against you, God corrected it. He corrected it. Um, the enemy that put their hands in, illegally into your affairs, God has taken those hands out of your affairs. You just continue to magnify him. Magnify him now. Never no more. No more. Lord said, no more talk about what the devil does do to you. No more. When you get up in the morning, you, you speak praises to him. You magnify and glorify him. As you do that, Dory, Jesus draws closer and closer to you. He's in you, and also he wants to be with you. But Jesus is not going to be with you if you're not magnifying him, but you're magnifying your problem, which cause Satan to come closer and closer to you. He's not going to be with you. He'll step back. And you never want the Lord to step back. So just magnify him. I've done it many a time. My circumstances, whew, I tell you. But I chose not to speak of them, but to glorify and magnify the Lord. A long time we say, Lord, I want to be anointed. Anoint me, Jesus. Anoint me. But there's a price for that anointing. You won't go through some things. You have to go through some things. You have to know that you know that you know no matter what. No matter what. See, God's will and plan is to use each and every one of us. But before he does that, he must deepen our trust, our faith in him. And he does that through hard trials, persecution, and tribulations. We have to show God, show God that we're worthy. Show him that we are really serious about him. You know, it's one thing for people connect themselves to you all because of what you have. Another thing when they connect and you don't have anything, well, Jesus like that. He, he wants us to show him that we really love him and care for him. People all the time say, I love Jesus because he's good. He, he, give me, he gave me a good job. He gave me good clothes. It's always what Jesus gives them. And they say they love him. And, you know, Jesus looks at me. Do you really love me? Yeah, Lord, I really love you. Well, okay. Say, take, you can take that thing. Cannot touch them. Cannot have their life. Take that thing. Why do you think Satan told the Lord just take that hedge from around you? I have him curse it to your faith. The Lord said, go ahead. You can't take his life. But go ahead. Take those things. And he took everything that Job loved. But Job would never curse the Lord. Why? Because he loved the Lord. The one thing to give to the Lord out of your abundance. Nothing to give to him when you have no abundance. <laughs> That's proof that you really love him. It's just like your husband. You know, you want your husband to love you, not what you can do for him. You want him to love you because when he loves you, it don't matter who the other woman is or how gorgeous she is. That don't matter to him. There's something about Doris that nobody else has because I love Doris. It's not based on looks. It's not based on her, on the shape of her body. I love Doris. You see? But if your husband loves you because you got this nice shape and you look pretty and you and he say, I love you, that's not proof that he loves you. Because once you leave, lose that look and that body, he's like, 
He gonna start looking for another woman who got that shape and then and, and look. But so you want your husband to love you. But Jesus wants us to love him, not what he has, not the things he got, but to love him in spite of. Again, he wants us to be joyful all the time when we have when we don't have. That's why, because we love him. And that's the way the Lord is trying to raise us too. Again, you can fool people and say, you know, I love the Lord, you know. I had God bless me with two, three cars, a, a two uh, garage uh, uh, household bid. I got two garages. My job paid me a, a six-figure income. I mean, I, I hear that all the time. I'm listening. I said, Lord, that's not proof that they love you. <laughs> I said, what about if they lose those things? Will they still be happy and, and glorify you, magnify you? Then you know what's going to happen. Most of them are start magnifying the devil. The devil took everything I got. The devil done this. The devil done that. You know, start getting worried. So that's proof that you didn't trust the Lord. You trusted those things. You know. So we need to thank God that He loves us so much that He refused to leave us in the condition that we're in, because because He wants to increase our faith, our trust in him. So that no matter what, when Satan comes and, and, and work his little work in our physical circumstances, we can say, we can say, Satan, you can take that and go to hell with it. <laughs> you can't take Jesus from me. He's all I need is Jesus. Satan knows he don't have nothing on you. He knows he don't have anything wrong he did, and then the Lord can really use you like he wants to use you. You see. You know, and that's the that's where God wanted to take all of us. That's where Jesus was when he was on this earth, and that's the way the Lord wanted us to be as well. So everything is taken care of. You just continue as the Lord told Jairus. Do not be afraid. Keep trusting. That means you already trust. So he said, keep trusting. Don't be afraid. That means stop looking at your natural circumstances. Get your eyes off of it and keep trusting him. Okay? Amen. Praise the living God. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.